Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message today. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit lhachurch.com. How many of you love Jesus? Amen. So thankful for all that Jesus has done in our lives. Today, you and I are here. Not because we got up and we said, you know what, I think I'm going to go to church. You know, the weather's been bad and we finally get to go to church. We're here today because of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. Really about coming together on a weekend like this is about our lives testifying about the work Jesus Christ has done in us. It's, uh, so we're going to head into the Word in just a couple moments. I'd like... We have a couple of our members that this morning as they were uh, getting ready to come to church, they've had to be taken to the hospital. Um, Tim Edgel needs to touch the Lord, and my mother-in-law, Jean Wood, needs to touch the Lord. They've both been taken to the emergency room this morning. And so let's just stop for a moment, if you don't mind, and let's pray for Tim and for Jean. Father, we just come to you this morning. We do so because you are the God who is in control of everything in our lives. Father, we give these individuals right now, Father, to you. And Lord, as they're there, give the, the doctors, the nurses, the wisdom, Father, that's needed. We ask for your hand to be upon them. God, we want you in this moment. We pray your presence to be there in the ER rooms. Uh, even now as you're here, I believe you're right there in the ER rooms. And so, Lord, we ask for your healing touch in their bodies. We ask for your hand to be upon them. Lord, we're trusting you today. And that's nothing like trusting man. Because with you, nothing is impossible. And so, Lord, we're inviting you right now into this moment and ask you to touch them. Keep your hand upon them. And, Lord, as we're gathered here, Lord, we invite your presence to come and minister in this room today. Oh, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to be at work among us, God. It really doesn't matter, Lord, what we uh, have planned or purpose. What matters, Father, is what you have planned and purpose for our lives. For the steps of righteous men and women are ordered by the Lord. So, Father, it's not an accident we're here today. Not an accident about anything of this service. Today is the day you've made it's the day you've purposed for our lives. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, you will accomplish everything that you have destined and purposed, not only for this day, but for us. Father, have your way now, we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. Well, this morning you, uh, you received a name tag. Don't let that scare you. We're not going to be giving name tags out every Sunday. This doesn't have to do with the normal thing. We're going to use it this morning in, in the message. If you, Before we get there, though, if you've got your Bibles or your electronic device of choice, if you will turn together with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 17 is where we're going to launch from today in our time together. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. Some of you today can testify to that in your life. Some of y'all remember the old. 
You remember where you were when Jesus found you. You remember the pit that you were in when Jesus found you and pulled you out. You remember your life before you came to Christ. The old has gone. The new is here. It's a present work. And as Father, speak your word now to our hearts. Bless your word to our lives in Christ's name. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about something that God does in us as we walk with him and as we spend time with him and as we get to know him better and better. And it has to do with our identity and our name. Now, you've received a name tag this morning and uh, there should be around you in the pocket in front of you some pins. What I'd like to ask you to do for a moment If you'll write on that name tag your given name, the name people know you by, just go ahead and jot that down. Write on there your name. If you're not sure what your name is, you can ask your neighbor. And then what I want you to do is I want you to take that name tag and I want you to stick it right on your your top. This is not in case you forget who you are before you get out of here. We're not going to have a meet and greet. Just take take that name tag and put it on your top. Now some of you have written a name that others know you by. It is the name that was given to you by your parents at birth. But for many today, there's another name that really identifies who we are. The name on your shirt is the name that others identify you by. But there's another name. I need to, Kirk, Heidi, can I borrow you for a minute? There's another name that often we're known by. You know, people see Kirk's and see his name on there, and if you know him very long, he matches that name really well. But if you will, that name is kind of the outside surface who we are. When someone sees you, I recognize that it's filled, not because he has a name tag on, but his name is what has identified him. But for many of us, there's another name. And that name, would you mind turning around, brother? Thank you. That name, if you will, is a name that we wear on our back. And the reason that we wear it on our back is because it's like a burden. It's a name that a lot of people in your life don't even know that you are carrying around. It's a name that uh, for some of you, for most of your life, you have carried this burden on your back. 
For some of you, it's been a life event that's caused you to pick this up and carry it. For some of you, it came at the hands of another person, and it's something that you've worn and you've carried, and it didn't matter where you went, this thing was there. Didn't matter how many times, you know, we just passed January 1 and New Year's resolutions were set. And didn't matter how many times you said, you know what, this year, going to this year, I'm not going to be this anymore. But the problem was it was right here on your back and every move you made, it went right along with you. Really, it's, it's a name that kind of resides on the inside of us. Most people don't see this name. For some of you, it's a name that... Frankly, you only know a name that's been hidden in your life for a long time. And the truth is, you may have a superficial name, but this name that you wear on your back is a name that really identifies your life. Thank you, my friend. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Some of you have made some choices in life. And because of those choices, you have another name. Some of you have been labeled by another person. In a moment in your life, they spoke words over you, and those words stuck with you for months, years, and for some even decades. Some of you, frankly, most likely all of us, have made some choices in our life. And even though Christ has forgiven us, you're still wearing another name. Some of you have labeled yourself, and the name on that tag is failure. Some of you have a name, and the name on that tag is hurt, wounded. Some of you have a tag. The name on the tag says worthless. Some of you, the name describes you and identifies you as worrier, anxious. Some of you have the name on the tag never enough. As I was in preparation for today, in prayer, I asked the Lord, if you will, in the Spirit, to allow me to see the names. Some of you, the tag describes a person who's always struggled with pornography. For some, it says drug addict. Prescription drugs. For some, 
The name on the tag is alcohol. For some of you, you've always been labeled with the word sick and not well. For some of you, the words on the tag say not smart enough, not disciplined enough. For some, it's the words, the one who's always making wrong choices. A name is what identifies who you are. I ask you today, what is your true identity? I'm not talking about what others know about you. But I'm talking about what you know about you. When God looks at you, what does God know about you? Some have tried to reinvent themselves, thinking themselves, I can change what I've always been known for, only to find it doesn't work because in reality, God is the only one who can change who we really are. Some of those names that you were labeled with are reminders about things you don't like about yourself. It leaves us with a feeling that we wish we could somehow move on. Leave those names behind, those memories, those past experiences. But it always seems that they are attached to who we are. Wishing somehow we could shake it off. Somehow we could change our mindset. Somehow we could start a new routine. Somehow we could do things that would bring about a transformation. Transformation. Taking us from what we've been to what God has for us. And I know in a few moments here we're going to look at the, the miracle that God does at the point of salvation. And, and I'm thankful today for that change. But I, uh, my, my thought today goes beyond that because there are those who have received Christ and yet they've not made the connection that the miracle that Jesus does releases them from the tag on the back. So it doesn't matter if you've been a believer for 20 years. We can still have the name, the tag that identifies us. That thought of wanting to leave behind those things, those feelings of wanting those memories, those past experiences to be behind us, it's that feeling inside of us. It's, that's the miracle that God does throughout the Bible and he does in our lives. Now when God saves us, he saves us and gives us a new identity. At, at the point of salvation, the Bible says we were in darkness and now we are light. The Bible says we were children of destruction and now we're the sons and the daughters of God. What's happened is Jesus Christ has come to make you not a, not a refurbished man, not a remodeled man, but a new man in Jesus Christ. 
Jesus doesn't just clean you up. Jesus gives you a brand new slate as though you and I had never sinned. You can take an old house and you can go in, you can get all the drywall out, take all the electrical out, and you can remodel it, but it's still an old house. That is not the idea that happens at salvation. The Bible says if any man would be in Christ, he is a new, new, new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. We're adopted and we are made heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus. We have a destiny, not only a place called heaven, but we have eternal life. And that eternal life changes everything about how we do things in this life. You see, because when we think about eternal life, we think of eternity in heaven. But eternal life is not a quantity of time. Eternal life is a quality of existence that is based on the knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter 17 to verse 3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. Well, that's a powerful statement right there for our culture today. The only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life, knowing God. That gives us a destiny. And suddenly when we come to know Christ, the Bible says the steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. An unrighteous person, their steps are not ordered of the Lord. So a righteous person has a destiny, as in Romans 8 and 28, when it says, we know that God, we know that God, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. God is guiding our steps. The steps of a righteous person ordered by the Lord, the New Living Translation renders that this way. He delights in every detail of our lives. Listen, that can only happen when we become a new creation. Because before Christ, there's not much in us that he delights in. Can you say amen to that? So here's God, and he's delighting in the details of our lives. And the more that you and I walk close to him, the more you and I will be guided and led by his spirit and are able to keep to the perfect plan and the will that God has for our lives. It's a new destiny. There are new things that God does in our lives. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. It's a new chapter in our lives. This is the good news for every person because every one of us have a past we wish we didn't have. I'm not talking about just the things that you and I have done but I'm also talking about things that others have done to us. Things that shape us. Things that unknowingly, things that unconsciously find us in a place of reacting against. Things that warp us because of the sin of another, whether it's our being and our doing or someone else's. There's a backwash that comes to our life from someone else's actions. 
And what happens is we come to Christ, he begins to do a work of making the rough ways smooth and he begins to make the ground level in front of us and he begins a transforming work in our lives. There is a, it, it is not only an instantaneous work and it is, we are transformed, made new, but it is also a progressive. As long as I'm walking in him, he gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by and the longer I go, the less and the less I'm like the old Jerry and I'm more like the Jesus that's in inside of my life. You have a destiny in him. Some of you need to hear that because all you're hearing is the words that's on your back. God has something for you. He has a wonderful plan. You know the words well. I've shared it with you many times. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. When you know Jesus Christ, you're never at a point without a destiny. He has a new name for you. I love this passage of Revelation 2 and 17. It says these words, To everyone who is victorious, I will give some manna that has been hidden away in heaven, and I will give to each one a white stone, and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the person who's received it. Who? See, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know where I walked. You don't know what I faced. But when you get a new name, maybe for you it says victorious. <laughs> and nobody understands it because they've not been where you've been. But when you've walked through it, the new name, you understand it fully. It's a new name. God's given you and I a new name. Now what you find as you walk through the Bible, you will see there were several times that what God does is he renames people. Listen, there's nothing that God does that's without purpose. What God does is he renamed these individuals and it was not just because... You, how many of y'all ever... Don't raise your hand on this because your mama might be here. But you didn't like the name your mama gave you. And you thought, I wish I had this name. I wish I had that name. He doesn't rename them because it's just unpleasant. He renamed these individuals because the destiny and the future that he had for them, they couldn't walk in it with the name they used to have. Some of you, he wants to take you. Oh, Jesus. He wants to take you from where you were to where he has for you to be. But you can't go with this thing on your back. You can't go into that place carrying that stuff any longer. He renamed them to align them with two things. Their identity and their destiny. Because the two things are intertwined. Who you are and where you are headed is intertwined. 
My friend, you cannot have a destiny without an identity. When people met God and were with God, it changed who they were. It changed where they were heading. This is incredible when you think about the truth that God is working in our lives and where God wants to take you and where God wants to take me and what God wants to do in our church. And really when we see and we begin to say and declare the best is yet to come, what that means is if the best is yet to come for Lighthouse, then that means the best is yet to come through you because you're what makes up Lighthouse. When people met God, they were changed. And it's only true that the best can be yet to come because God changes our identity and lines it up with our planned destiny. In Genesis 17, we find a man, we're introduced, we're introduced to a man by the name of Abram. When Abram was 99 years old, how many of y'all in this room are 99? How many of y'all feel 99? I thought I might get a response there. It's an incredible story. This man's 99 years old. I want to tell you, even at 99, we can have a destiny in him that's still awesome. You say, my prime years are gone. Not with God. <laughs> when he was 99, the Bible says, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the Lord God Almighty. I am El Shaddai. I am the God for whom nothing is impossible. I'm the God who has all power to do absolutely anything, anytime, any place." God was saying, as you name it, I can do it. Because he has that kind of power and that ability to change. Man, how many of y'all have ever made a mess out of things? And you try to clean up the mess, and it's still there. Have you ever stained the carpet? I remember one time in specific, I had a small drop that got on the carpet. I thought, I'll get it out. When I started, it was a drop, and when I finished, it was a spot like this. At the beginning, it was kind of hidden. Now it's obvious to everybody. Why? Because I tried, I tried to change it. What we find is God says to Abram, hmm, some of you may never have even, wow, Jesus. Some of you maybe have never even heard the name Abram. You've only known the name Abraham. You know why? Because God did a transforming work. God says to Abram, walk before me and be blameless that I may make my covenant between you and I will multiply you greatly. We must notice that Abram has his part to do, to walk before the Lord, to be with God, to be blameless, to serve God with a whole heart. Hear me for a moment. If we cherish sin in our hearts, the Lord will not listen. Sin will interrupt what God would do 
And sometimes we miss what God wants to do in our lives. And some of us miss what God wants to be in our lives because of disobedience. But here we find God talking to this man, Abram. And God says, you do your part, I'm going to do my part. The Bible says Abram fell on his face and God said these words to him. Behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be the father of a multitude of nations. How I many of you know that's probably a destiny? The problem is, God's going to make him the father of multitude of nations, but he doesn't have a son. How I many of you know that's a little difficult? God continues on to him and he says, No longer are you going to be called Abram. Abram means exalted father. But God's purpose for Abram was much broader than his current name implied. God gave him a name that would better identify his identity and his destiny. He said, you will be called Abraham. What does Abraham mean? The father of a multitude. For I've made you the father of a multitude of nations. God in that moment changes his identity. The name tag on the front said Abram. The name tag on the back said fatherless. God said, I'm going to change not only the name on the front, I'm going to change the name on the back, and I'm going to turn your life around and give you a new identity and a destiny, and now you're going to be called the father of a multitude. In Genesis 17, he does the same thing for Abraham's wife. Verse 15 of Genesis 17 says this, God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, many of you know her as Sarah, but there was a point in her life, she was known as Sarai. He said, as for Sarai, your wife, Sarai means bitter. Sarai on the front, bitter on the back. And when you look at her life, you see that her name fits her. She's bitter. She's not had any sons. She's not given birth to any children to give Abraham a future. God says these words. Oh, Jesus. You are no longer to call her Sarai. Dear Jesus. You're no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. Sarah is not bitter. Sarah means beautiful mother of princes. God said, I will bless her and I will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her the, so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. What God was really saying is I'm changing your identity because I'm changing your destiny. I'm changing your identity because what I have for you is greater. You can't be the beautiful mother of princes and bitter at the same time. 
Let's go to another one. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob's man, name means supplanter. Another word we might use for that is deceiver. And boy, did Jacob live up to his name. His identity influenced his destiny. He lived a life. Had God not got involved, Jacob would have died the deceiver and supplanter. We find him in his life. He cheats his brother out of the birthright. He cheats his brother out of the blessings. Years later, we find Jacob in a, in a moment of an encounter with God. The Bible says he's wrestling with the Lord. And, and, and he tells the Lord, I will not let you go until you bless me. Angel Lord said this, what is your name? What is your identity? God said to him, I've got something different for you, Jacob. You'll no longer be called Jacob the deceiver. But I'm changing your name to Israel. The prince. The prince of God. It's only God that can take a deceiver and make him the prince of God. It's only God that can transform a person with a history and make him a person with a new future. The third person we can look at is a man in the New Testament by the name of Peter. Jesus is teaching in John chapter 1, we find Andrew, Simon's brother, meets Jesus. Now, most of you know the name Peter. Some of you may not know the name Simon. At the time when Jesus meets him, he is not Peter. He is Simon. Why is that important? Jesus looked at him and said, you are are Simon. It's the name everybody's given you. It's the name your parents gave you, your father handed down to you. Simon. What Simon means is a reed. That may not seem of much importance to you, but along the Sea of Galilee, the area where Peter and Simon lived, there were reeds, and, and the reeds were on the edge of the water up near the uh, banks of the water and the reeds were there and when the wind would blow the reeds would sway the reeds would vacillate because of the other things around them the name Simon means a person of instability And Jesus looks at him and he says, you are no longer going to be called Simon the unstable. He said, but I have a different idea for you. I have a different destiny for you. I'm going to have to change your identity because it doesn't line up with what I have for you. He says, from now on, you're going to be called Peter. 
What's the significance of the name Peter? Peter means rock. Foundation, unmovable. It's only God who can take a person that is unstable, a person who is a person who's in a place of vacillating, and, and they change with the tide. They change when they get around a group of people. They change when they get with another group of people. They're changing, constantly moving. You can never count on them. We see it. We see it in His life. It's only God. It's only God. Who can change an identity to line you up with the plan that he has for you? God said you're no longer going to be the unstable, unreliable person you've been. Again, it said Simon here. It said unstable back here. Jesus said, I'm going to change it all. It's going to say Peter on the front. Because now back here it's going to say rock. When you go to Galatians 2 and the Apostle Paul starts naming off the pillars of the church, he names Peter as a pillar of the church in Jerusalem. Jesus had a different plan and identity and destiny for him. Did Peter act immediately like a rock? No. In fact, I think it was Peter who said... Jesus, everybody else will leave you. I'll never leave you. I'll never, you know, these, these other flaky guys that are here. When things get rough, you know, old John the flake, he's going he's gonna to fall away. Bartholomew, who can count on a guy named Bartholomew? But I, I'm Peter. Remember, I, remember I'm the rock, Jesus. How many of y'all know it wasn't long and Peter denied him three times? You know, I'm so thankful of it's a progressive work and he's constantly working in me. And I'm so glad that when I blow it, he doesn't say, oh, I, I'm going to have to rename you Simon again. There's been times I've come to him and he's forgiven me. And there's times I've come back and I'm glad he didn't put the old label on me. He said, listen, what I put in you is stronger. My grace is sufficient to accomplish what I purpose for your life. You may have given up on you, but God has not given up on you. Everybody else may have set you on the sidelines. God still has you in the game. Jesus. Friend, if you're a child of God, you have an identity in Christ. And that's different. You cannot allow your past to determine your future. Some are governed by your past. The name tag on the back lines up with your past. You and I must come to an awareness that we're a different person now. You have a different identity. You think this is who you're always going to be. I 
I'm never going to get out from underneath this umbrella. I'm never going to get away from this ball and chain. Some of you are in a season right now and you think the season is defining you. But I declare for you today that our God is the Lord of the seasons. Some of you have been identified as worrier and anxious. He wants to call you peaceful. Some of you have been labeled as broken you say, I'll never be anything different because I'm broken. He says, I want you to know I've got a name for you. It's restored. Some of you say, it's just in my DNA. I'm always going to be sick. By his stripes, we are healed. Some of you, the name on your back, whether you've given it to yourself or someone else has given it to you, it's the word failure. And he says, I want to give you a new name. It's called future. Some of you have the name shackled. It's been a life of shackled. It's been a life of a habit that you've tried to get away from, and yet it doesn't. The harder you run, the more it seems to follow you, shackled. The name he says is breakthrough. You may know yourself as inconsistent. He says, I can make you consistent. You may know yourself as chained. He knows you as set free. You may know yourself as lost. He knows you as found. You know yourself as bound. He sees you as free. You see yourself discouraged. He says, I can bring encouragement. You say, I'm depressed. He says, I can give you joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. You say, I'm only weak. He says, I can make you strong. You say, I'm a relic of the past. He says, you're a new creation. Whew. Many come to Christ. They receive him as Lord and Savior. When you come to Jesus Christ, my friend, the word is fulfilled in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. But some of us never make the connection. We never make the connection of our identity and our destiny in Him. When you look at your life, yes, you may be on your way to heaven. Yes, you may be able to say, I am a Christian. But when you look at your life, you don't see anything any different than anybody else who's living out there. That's the case. Then he's changed your identity, but you haven't made yet the connection with your destiny. He doesn't only want to change your identity, he wants to give you a destiny. The destiny is the life that comes because of the identity he's given to you. Listen, you can't look to your past to find out where you're going in Christ. 
Because when you come to Christ, everything he says about our past is redeemed, forgotten, released, transformed. When you talk about coming to Jesus Christ and salvation, everything about our past, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us, he said, I choose to remember them no more. That's my identity. That's my identity. The problem is I've got a new identity, but often I keep walking in my old identity. In Jesus' name, he wants to align you. He wants to align not only today, he wants to align your future that comes together with the identity that is given you because he has a destiny for you. And it's greater than what was behind you. It's greater than your past mistakes. It's greater than your failures. It's greater than your bad choices. It's greater, greater. It's greater than the shame. It's greater than the disappointment. It's greater than the letdowns. It's greater than the inconsistencies. It's greater than the tears that have flown because of your mistakes. It's greater. It's only based off not what you've done. It's based off what he's done. We've got a destiny in him. Can't look to your past to find out where you're going in Christ. You can only look to your identity in him to see your destiny. When Jesus said, I've come, that you would have life and have it to the fullest. What we're talking about is there's a life that has a meaning. A life that has a fulfillment. The Message Bible says it this way, more and better than you've ever dreamed of. God has that for you. You have an eternal purpose attached to your life as a believer. So how do I make the connection with him? How do I make the connection between my identity and my destiny? The only thing I know to tell you is this. It did not come as a result of somebody else. It came as a result of him. All I can tell you is the people who, whose identity and destiny changed came as a result of meeting with God and experience with God. Abram was in God's presence and his name went to Abraham. Jacob wrestled with God and his name went to Israel. Peter came to Jesus. His name went from Simon to the rock. I'm going to ask you to take that name tag off. But I want you to not fold it up, put it away. I want you to hold it in your hand. We today live in a culture of self-help. That self-help says, if I will it enough, I can bring about change in my life. The new age culture 
It's so prevalent in our world today. It says, look inside of you and you'll find the good in you and, and work that out. I don't know about you, but when I look inside of me, it's not good, I see. When I look at the name tag on the back, it's not good that I see. So it's not another change. The only way, the only way that I can get an identity and a destiny to line up is to say, here it is. I can't do anything but give it to you. I have no power to change it. All I can do is give it to you and lay it in your hands. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for men and women across this room. Some of them have been wrestling. They've been wrestling with the name that's on their back. They've been wrestling with the name that uh, is there that some people don't know about. They've been wrestling. Some of them, it was even this morning, they heard that old name, failure. They heard that old name called out. They heard that old name called out before them. They heard the name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to be a failure anymore. I don't want to be unstable anymore. I don't want to be depressed anymore. I don't want to be unfaithful anymore. I don't want to be tied anymore to the old habits. I don't want to be tied to my past. I don't want to be tied to your future. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. That's all I can do. I've tried to change it, God. I can't change it. Would you help me? Would you help me? Would you help me? Would you help me? Right now with heads bowed, people in this room, you've got that name and you say, I, I want to give it to him. I, I don't want this name anymore. I don't want this past anymore. I want Jesus to align my identity and my destiny together. If that's you right where you're at, I'm just going to ask you to get up and make your way to the altar and I want you to bring that name tag with you. For those of you who say, I need, him, I need him to change it. I need a transformation. Heads are bowed. Just, just as the Lord's speaking to you, just get up and 
come and kneel around the front. We're not going to do anything. Just come and kneel and bring that, bring that tag with you. Bring that old thing behind. Bring your past. Bring your past. Bring your failures. Bring that old identity. Bring it with you. We're going to give it to him today. We're going to give it to him today. We're going to give it to him today. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You're not going to be known any longer for what you used to be. You're going to be known for what he's created you to be. Friend, as you've come, just begin to tell him. Talk to him. Talk to him. He knows. He knows the label. He knows what the label says. Just tell him. Just tell him. I can't do it any longer. I need you. I need you. Maybe your tag says hurt. Maybe you're like Sarah and it was bitterness. Wounded. Father, in this moment right now, God, each one of us, we don't need to meet with the person. We need you. God, right now as we're in this moment, we're just saying to you, God, I need your help and I need you right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, God began rewriting. Be rewriting, begin rewriting, begin rewriting, begin rewriting, begin rewriting in the name of Jesus. God, right now, I'm just saying, I need you. God, I can't do it. God, I'm tired of carrying it. I'm tired of carrying the weight. I'm tired of carrying the burden. I'm tired of carrying the shame. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the ball and chain. In the name of Jesus. Friend, just talk to him. You see, like Abraham, God spoke to Abraham. I believe God's speaking to you this morning. See, it's not much different, friend. He's speaking to you this morning. Just respond to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Some of you may say, I need you, God, to go back to that moment when that word was spoken over me and it's always been there. Some of you made mistakes. You made bad choices years ago. God, I need you to go back. I need redeemed from that moment. I need redeemed from that past. I need redeemed. I need redeemed. I'm no longer that person in you. All across the church, I'm just going to ask you to pray right where you're at. Friends, begin to intercede. Would you just begin to intercede? Today's a day of breakthrough. Today's a day of change. Today's a day of transformation. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, in the name of Jesus it's not in our power it's not in our power but it's in your power your spirit 
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you just begin, would you just walk among us? God, would you just walk among us today? <laughs> would you just walk among us today? God, would you walk among us today? God, today we lay that name down. Today we lay that past before you. God, today we lay it before your feet. God, we just declare in the name of Jesus, Lord, there's nothing. God, I can't do anymore. God, I'm never going to be changed without you. Father, I need you right now in this moment. God, I need you right now. I need you today, right here, right here. God, I don't want to go home with it anymore. I don't want to wake up another day with that name on my back. I don't want to go home. I don't want to be the person I used to be. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, all things are new. In the name of Jesus, not the words of man, not the ways of man, not the abilities of man. Lord, in this moment, I pray your Holy Spirit. I pray your Holy Spirit to be at work among us. I pray your Holy Spirit to be at work around us. I pray your Holy Spirit to be at work in us in the name of Jesus. 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 Friend, just keep talking to him. Just keep telling him. Just keep talking to him. God, I need you. God, I need you today. I need you, Lord, in this moment. I need you, Lord, right now. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. I've tried. I can't. I need you. I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to carry that home with me. God, I pray that you'll help us today to make the connection between our identity and the future that you have for us. Oh, Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus, I speak life over you. In the name of Jesus, I speak the words of freedom over you. In the name of Jesus, I speak the words deliverance. Deliverance over you. In the name of Jesus, I speak the word transformed. In the name of Jesus, I speak the word changed. In the name of Jesus, I speak the word new. New. I speak the word free. 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 Freedom. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, right now that you'll rewrite my life.
Oh, God, we need you. God, we need you. We need you. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. God, I believe that your promises are not just a thing of my past, but I believe they're a thing of my future. Those of you that come around the front this morning, you brought a name tag. Before you leave the front, I want you to leave the name tag here. Don't take it back with you. Don't take it back to your seat. Don't take it back home. Don't put it in your pocket. Leave it here. Leave it here. Leave it here. Leave it here. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. New. 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 Released, 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 released in Jesus' name, released in Jesus' name, released in Jesus' name. Just leave that tag, just leave it. Today's the day to leave it behind. Leave it at the foot of the cross. Leave it at the feet of Jesus. Leave it at the feet of Jesus. I'm not carrying it home anymore. Today I'm going home different. Today I'm going home where my identity lines up with my destiny. Different. I'm different in Jesus' name. I'm different in Jesus' name. I want to encourage some of you. You say, you know what? I, I didn't, uh, I didn't come around the front, but I want to be able to leave that thing. Yes. I want to encourage you to bring that. Lay it for the cross today. Today's a new day. Today's a new season. Whoo. Today is a new day of destiny. Today is a new day of destiny. Some of you want to move forward in God. You say, you know what? I've not had a bad one on my back, but you just say, I want to move forward in God. Leave it for the cross. I want you to take me, God, higher, farther, deeper in you than I've ever been before. It's a new season. It's a new season in Him. 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 Here's the word of the Lord to us today. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, yes. 
The new creation has come. That's prophetic. That's prophetic in your life. The new has come. The old, the old has gone. <laughs> the old, the old things, the old shame, the old ways, it's gone. It's gone. Say gone. It's gone. The old is gone. The new is here. It's here. It's present. It's now. It's now. The new is present. Right here. Not next week. Right now. The new is here. Say that. The new is here. Say it again. The new is here. Say it again. The new is here. The new is here. The new is here because of Jesus. Father, I thank you today. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm not even sure to say thank you is enough. But I don't know any other words but to say thank you so much for what you've done in me. Thank you for so much for what you've done in these hearts and lives today. I thank you that you're a God at work. I thank you that you're a God of the, my present, God of my past, God of my present. You're the God of my future. So, Father, I declare today in you that I'm free in Jesus' name. I declare the word new over my life. I declare the words today, the old is gone. Like it never even happened. I declare as far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed that old name tag from me. Because I'm new in you, Jesus. New in you. New in you. Those of you around the altars, just stay right where you're at. Those of the rest of you, would you stand with me this morning? As you stand there, friend, would you just go in and lift your hands towards heaven and say, Lord, I thank you that I'm new. I thank you that I'm new. I thank you that I'm free. I thank you I'm transformed. I thank you the new is here. The new, it's here, and it's inside of me. The new is inside of me today. Right now, in this moment, the new is here. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the new. Thank you for the miracle you've brought about in our lives. And I thank you, Father. I thank you that your grace is sufficient, not only for today, but your grace is sufficient for my future. <laughs> I thank you, Lord. You don't change my name tag back. You don't give up on us. You walk with us, and you just keep changing us from glory 
to glory, 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 to glory. You're changing us, Lord. You're transforming us, Lord. You're renewing us, Lord. You're in a constant state of making us new. And Lord, we're so grateful today. So grateful today for the miracle you're doing in us. And I thank you, Father, for these things. In Jesus' name. And all the church said, Amen. Listen, friend, the miracle is alive inside of you. And the miracle is constantly at work. Every day you walk, every day you get up. You're walking in a continual state of newness. The Bible says his mercies are what? Fresh and new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto us. Now may the Lord our God, our God who loves us so very much, I pray today his blessing upon your life. I pray his blessing on your mind. I pray his freedom over you, in you, and through you. I pray for peace that passes all understanding to guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. I speak the word of restoration. <laughs> Thank you for what you've done today. I pray and speak restoration over you tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and all the days of your life. Restoration in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you now to keep these people safe as they travel. Keep your hand upon them this week. Father, as we walk together in your word, as we walk together in the spirit of prayer, fulfill and accomplish everything that you have purposed for us. I pray these things in the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all the church said with me, amen, amen, amen and amen. God bless you today. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you. Have a great day in Jesus.